Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast, giving up on the numbers because it's been a month. It's been hectic trying to set up Skype to record, do all these things so I can make things happen. I have a very special guest tonight. He's been mentioned on almost every single episode. It is the one and only, it's Tim Mendonca. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Great to be here. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Make sure you go to all of our social media platforms. We have the group on Facebook, facebook.com. Uh, search FOMOcast because we have so many quarantine like little things here and there. Tim's been sharing stuff on there. We got all this new stuff coming out because a lot of people are planning now with the quarantine what to do immediately to get out of it. So a lot of news about different shows and games and all that stuff like that. But also go to our Instagram. Uh, what is it? FOMO podcast on Instagram and our Twitter is FOMO underscore cast. Oh, I almost forgot that. So, um, so Tim, we'll start you're, off. You're on, you're on your you're on your own on that one. I I, I I've subscribed, but that's about it. So um, quarantine. So we don't say what we do for a living, but Tim and I are both essential. And so um, obviously you're home a little bit more because you don't want to be in contact with people as much. So what is the? Has there anything? Has been anything you've watched that's been different? Like you weren't going to watch it, but you're like, you know what? I got a lot of time. Let me watch it. Um, probably actually the, the one that comes to mind right now, um, is like anything scrolling through Netflix or Disney plus, they always have the recommended, um, based on your shows and on Netflix is kind of the one that I'm starting to get into is called too hot to handle, um, which I thought is a fantastic show based on the premise that they ran with, um, so for those you know. that don't know, Too Hot to Handle, the premise is um, it's an adult show. So for kids, you know, we, we are a PG podcast, but there's something. So basically, they go to an island. They're there to party. And what you later find out is these people are all self-proclaimed promiscuous. So it's not like they're making assumptions. These people brag about it like day one about how many people they've been with, things like that. And they're there for 10 hours meeting people thinking about who they're going to hook up with. And then all of a sudden this Alexa like thing tells them they can't touch each other. They can't cuddle. They can't do the deed. They can't even do the deed to themselves. There's cameras throughout the entire place. And here's the catch. The prize is a hundred thousand dollars. And basically it's a group thingy. Um, I found out later that they, they, they do eliminate people, but it's a weird thing about attitude or something like that. So it doesn't spoil anything. People have bad attitude. Don't follow the rules. Well, whenever you commit one of these things that you're not supposed to do, they take money away from you. And um, my wife didn't like the show coming up to it until they did the re the reveal because it changes everything. Like you can feel the show shift. And it's one of the weirdest shifts you'll ever see in a show because, you know, we're I've been watching that um, Listen to Your Heart, The Bachelor one where they're playing music and you can see the twist coming. You're like, Oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. But this too hot to handle, man. It's next level. Um, so what have you enjoyed most about it? Well, like you said, the twist was one of the best parts on it. And especially seeing everybody's reaction to it. I mean, you can't even kiss on the show. Um, and up into the 10 hours, I mean, shoot, there was people that were, you know, you give it another couple hours and, stuff was going to happen 
Uh, and granted, right. these are people that just met from all over the world, you know, Colorado to UK to Ireland. Um, but, you know, you, you get it and it's, I, I don't know. It, it's, I, <laughs> I just kind of started it, you know, within a couple episodes. Um, but, you know, you already see hints of, you know, quote unquote, relationships starting to happen. People have picked their partner um, per se. And, you know, you get the ones who are like, well, you know, if we just kiss, it'll just knock it down by a little bit. Then you get the other guys are saying, oh, no, if I'm going to kiss, I'm going to go all the way. Might as well get the best bang for my buck. And, ah, well, you know, say the hundred grand goes to 90 grand because the bigger the party foul, I'll call it, the more money gets taken off. So you got the ones, well, let's just do, you know, a little here, a little there, because we could do a lot more little things. And then you got, like I said, the other ones were, I'm going all the way. And yeah, if they don't like it, oh, well, but, you know, I did, I got my uh, my jollies in. So that's kind of where, kind of gauging where everyone's um, mindset is. Now, I haven't really heard anyone on it. Like I said, I'm only a couple shows, um, episodes deep into it, but, you know, I'm going to binge it here probably this weekend on you know i haven't heard anyone oh i i gotta abstain because i'm in it for the hundred thousand because then the money wasn't even an option I, I heard rumors they were told it was just like a dating show so there was no prize in it and for those that don't know we're not even spoiling the reveal because they tell you like two minutes in that there's they explain the robot before the first person arrives and there's a, a clock that counts everything down and it's a great concept. Um, I don't know if they could do it again because I don't know how you would, you know what I mean? How would you do this again? You, you'd have to create a different electronic device because that this device is very distinctive. It's all over the house. You'd have to, I mean, it'd be super hard. And the one thing I did like about it, though, is, is um, they did bring people from all over the world. That was a unique aspect because I knew they were trying to play on, a lot of the girls were like, oh, I love a guy with an accent. So who walks in but two British guys? You know, and then another British guy. Then there's a girl from Ireland, and yeah. and all of a sudden you're just like, oh man, this this is like the accent heaven. They're doing that, and I mean, there's there's the one guy. He's the shorter guy, and he's like, great. They just brought a dude in that's bigger than me and more muscles than me, and he's short. He's like five foot what? Five foot four or five foot are five? Are you talking about the uh, the 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 token guy that was on there? And now there's yes. the two of them. Yeah, yes. he was he was he was he was like a little Kevin Hart type guy, funny, he looks just you know, like witty. Kevin Hart. Funny, nice, and he's short, yep. but ripped. But then yep. all of a sudden, they bring in a dude that looks just like him, just about four <laughs> inches taller and bigger. And he's—you can see the look on his face, like, "Oh man, you know." Yep. And I you can, can feel their, that card. You can feel their emotion. So that is a great show. Um, I talked to Tim about. I watched the first couple episodes of Afterlife, and um, Afterlife, man, it's um, it's a very dark. I saw season one. Season two is doubt now, and he just announced that he is going to be doing a season three. Um, Ricky Gervais does not care. Um, he uses an inappropriate word for a, a woman's lady parts. We're using the C word a lot. He uses it frequently calling other people that. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but um, the, basically what the afterlife deals with is his wife passes away from cancer. Um, no spoiler there. And she reveals like in this video thing like, hey, I miss you, but this is what you need to do. And she's trying to help him get on with his life. So it's really interesting just to watch that process with someone who's as blunt and, you know, it's, and it's very British because it's, it's, it's 
filmed in Britain. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, I really want to watch Extraction, which looks fantastic. That's the Chris um, Hemsworth one, um, where I don't know what it's about, but apparently they already have a second one going. Um, and then Disney Plus, obviously, um, season finale of Clone Wars was on Monday. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything this episode. Maybe we'll get Tim on back next week, and I'll spoil it then. I'll give you guys at least over a week to watch it, because um, it did come out Monday on May 4th, um, which leads us to Tim got to watch not only Rise of Skywalker for the first time, but he watched the first episode of the documentary. So how did you like the uh, Mandalorian uh, documentary? It was interesting. I didn't kind of know how they were going to set it up especially the first episode uh because everything that i was seeing on it um you know mostly on ads on facebook or instagram and whatnot um it looked like it was going to be more so a behind the scenes type deal you know you saw um oh i can't remember his name but you know riding on the um the thing is played by nick nolte i have spoken guy riding on the yes Whatever that guy, whatever that guy, you know, uh, you know, the behind the scenes on that. But, you know, when I turned it on, it was all the directors, right? Directors, producers, yeah. directors, directors. Yep. Um, on the round table. And John Favreau was there and he was kind of, uh, you know, go on each episode going, you know, OK, hey, you know, what are your thoughts with the director? How, you know, here's their style. I wanted to incorporate it into it. Everyone's a huge Star Wars fans. Um, and took it, I mean, they gave them, I don't know, probably 10, 15, maybe 10 minutes each and went through each one, um, and broke down the episode and it, you know, it was great and seeing the different aspects that each one of them brought and, you know, seeing what they've done previously and then bringing it over, um, and having like everyone, Hey, I got to, you know, produce, direct something, uh, that had to do with Star Wars and especially the Mandalorian. And we saw how that took off, but I was really impressed with it and learned uh, a lot more about the, uh, the directors and what their thought process went into, um, especially in each episode where there's a couple key different moments and how they, uh, you know, took that and, and ran with it and what the final product was. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and can't wait for uh, the rest of it to come out. Which it is a weekly, so those who don't know, it is weekly. It's the same as The Mandalorian was. It releases on Fridays. Um, I did see, because um, a lot of people don't know, that it the, the way it breaks down, um, it's actually, uh, they showed how they filmed it, because it's mostly filmed on a soundstage. And people were like, that's, a, that's pretty amazing that it's filmed on a soundstage, how well it looked and everything they did. But... I'm happy that you liked it and they did that because I think if they do that with the first episode, it just shows the ability of what they can do on the next episodes because now you go it, you learn what was going into each one. And then when they do start to break it down, you go, well, this is what the director was thinking and the director was doing. So that's, that's phenomenal. And then, so let's just do it since we're here. Let's rank, let's rank the star Wars movies. Since you watched the rise of Skywalker, um, Tim's going to be higher on Rise of Skywalker just because he just recently watched it. <coughs> I have a sleeper in my group um, because uh, I put one of mine higher. So let's do what? So what's so your top three? Your top three Star Wars movies? Let's do top five. Top five. 
top five Star Wars movies. Let's go with number five. I'll go first. Number five for me, hands down, is Revenge of the Sith. I loved Revenge of the Sith. I don't know why I loved it so much. When I did my whole binge watch, when I watched every single one of them, except for Rise of Skywalker, obviously, I just felt like a deep connection to it. I really, really enjoyed it. It was one of the, my favorite ones ever. Number four for me is The Last Jedi. I really was really, really, really drawn to that one. Um, the Last Jedi had a different story to it, which I felt was very Mandalorian-esque because it didn't have... It had the Star Wars lore, but it didn't, which I appreciated. Um, number three would have to be um, uh, uh, The Force Awakens. I would go number two would be A New Hope. And number one for me is The Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is hands down my favorite one. Um Especially because I think this is like the first movie I ever watched that has a little tidbit about how, spoiler if you didn't know this, the reason why Luke gets attacked by the Wampa early on in the movie is because he got in a car wreck when they were filming, and they had to explain why he had scars on his face. So it was one of those things where I was just kind of like, this is amazing, you know, being a young kid watching it well after it came out because, you know, I wasn't born yet. Uh, I just thought it was great. So, how would you rank yours? Um. Okay. Are we doing just the Star Wars or like the just the Star uh, Wars the, films? Just the Star not, Wars films. Not the the Hope uh, or any of those um, Solo or any of those. Not Solo. Not um. Because uh, Rogue One, Rogue, Rogue One, One would be would be in my top five if it was included. Yeah. But no, just the okay. cinematic the the set of trilogies. Okay. Um, probably number five is Phantom Menace. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the pod racers or just, I mean, it was, you got to see Darth Vader as a little kid. You know, he was a pod racer and just kind of bringing all, everything, you know, especially with it being the beginning of the, uh, the second trilogy um, in, uh, I guess, not chronological order, but date of release. Um, some reason I, I enjoyed that. And like I said, it could be because of pod racers and playing pod racers on N64, something like that. But even before, <laughs> even before that one came out, I love the movie poster on it with Anakin standing there and his shadow is Darth Vader. It's I mean, like, that, that's, that's, that, I think, I think that, that is pretty, that's pretty drawing right there. Yeah, no, boom. Awesome. And I love, I, I like Darth Vader. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's cause I'm a Raiders fan. I, I don't know. Um, but next one is A New Hope, and there's no, there is not a, I'm doing the number ones of each of the trilogies. No, that's not the, um, <laughs> but just how that one, you know, now you see Anakin, um, you know, kind of come into his own. He's got this, you know, the the Vader suit and everything um, on in there, and then you get, you know, Luke and Leia and everything um, that they've come into uh, after the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, number three would be Return of the Jedi. Uh, now you get to see the falling of Darth Vader uh, and see what, you know, kind of what becomes of him. And of course, you have that classic line, um, you know, no, I am your father. And Luke, you know, figures it out and you know, instead of taking his dad's hand and going to the dark side, he'd rather fall down an air shaft and, you know, almost kill himself. So, <laughs> um, 
Love that one. Number two, um, Revenge of the Sith. That, you know, uh, that I was really looking forward to that one when it came out just to see, okay, how did Darth Vader really become Vader? Obviously, like I said, there's something with me and Darth Vader. But, you know, you get to see it and that iconic scene at the end there where they piece them back together. Um, or I guess don't piece them back together, but, uh, you know, pretty much bring them back to life. Um, you get the iconic respirator sound um, yep. and you get them putting the helmet onto him. I mean, the only other time you see him without his helmet is, you know, three episodes late or three movies later when he takes it off to talk to his son. Right. Um, so that was awesome. And my last one, you know, and like I said, this is probably really biased because I just watched it and I extremely fell in love with it was um, Rise of Skywalker. So everyone, uh, you know, if you're going to bash me or send the hate mail, make sure you send it uh, attention to Chris because I don't care. That's what's going on. Um, but I mean, I, I mean pe for, people either loved it or hate it. And the reason yeah. why I'm okay with people loving it is because it does pay fan service, which fan service to me yeah. is okay because I get it. You want it to go a certain way. There people are mad. Well, you know, the extended universe is all destroyed because Disney bought it. Well, guess what? They do bring things in. Things have been coming back in and I get why you like it. And I appreciate it because it well, does and, and mean that it's made for certain people. And I think me and you have different, not differing opinions, but, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, where you got into um, the comics, the Clone right. Wars, you know, really into it more, um, you know, of a deeper aspect onto it, read, read the books and everything with that, where me, I don't want to call myself a Fairweather fan, but, I, you know, I'm kind of seeing it more so. Hey, I I know what's going on. I could kind of you know tell you the timelines. Uh, you may have to refresh my memory um, on a couple things on it. Then it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Right. Uh, from from that aspect of it, and that's probably why I liked it because it tied for me um, tied a lot of things together. Did a, a great job on it. But I could definitely see um, you know like like you're saying for you getting really um, you know deeper into it. And then, you know, like you mentioned, you get the whole Disney aspect of it, um, even though they're a company and or a, a public company and got to, you know, take care of their shareholders because that's the name of the game for them. Yes, but, it is. I mean, they, they didn't take it and drag it uh, through the mud and just, oh, well, this is going to be the last one. Here you go. If you like it, you like it. If not, whatever. We know it's going to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars because everyone's going to go watch it the first couple weekends it comes out. After that, uh, well, you know, if, if you love it, great. If not, oh, well. And I will say I enjoyed it. I actually did enjoy the movie. It's not one of my favorites because it didn't give me the feelings that I got from the other movies. But I did enjoy it. I felt nothing was wrong with it. There was some uh, confusion to me on certain parts because I was kind of like, they could have gone this way or that way and I would have felt better about it, but I still felt it was a great movie in general. I'm probably going to rewatch it this weekend. I was watching... I was watching one of the ones we didn't rate was I was watching um, uh, Rogue One with the kid. He doesn't understand it, but I was explaining it to him because I love the movie so much. And, but there's flaws in that movie, too, even though it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies ever. Um, that all could change um, if they do an Ahsoka 
um, movie. Uh, hashtag uh, Dave Filoni, get on that. We want a Ahsoka movie. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed that one because that's one thing too is is a uh, Star Wars is made for different people in different ways. It's not all about um, your complaints about it. You just figure out what you should enjoy about it. And that's for me is a big thing with a lot of movies we go into. If I go into a superhero movie, I don't expect anything normal to happen. So when something crazy happens, it's like, hey, it's a superhero movie, let's go. That's the wife gets mad because there's some movies I'm like I don't believe this, and she's like, why? And I go because. This couldn't happen in real life. They're trying to base the movie on real life, and that's not what's going to happen in real life. So I understand people's frustrations, and I understand why people are like, oh, hey, you know, I don't get this. It is what it is. I'm like, whatever. I'm fine. But moving on, is there anything else you're watching that you've maybe binged, or or is there anything you're wanting to watch? Uh, so actually another thing that I've gotten, there's a couple on here. Um, I know you're not a, a political podcast or anything like that, but on Am- Amazon prime alpha house, um, it's a, it's got John Goodman in it. I love Goodman from big Lebowski to, you know, anything pretty much that he's been into. Mm-hmm. I love Goodman. Um, buddy turned me on to this and it is hilarious um i mean even so were it's a whole bunch of i mean i guess it's three or four republican senators or they're congressmen i can't remember senators or whatnot um and they all live in one house and so each of them i think goodman's from south carolina those are a couple other ones um and uh so you have that aspect of it but it's funny in they insert themselves behind like Obama was given a talk and they'd green screen themselves um, behind it. And I mean, it's not, you know, they're not doing anything derogatory. It was just, you know, he's, he's over Obama's shoulder as he's given a speech. It's, you know, it's funny. It's like, Oh wait, no, that's so-and-so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that one's pretty funny. I mean, probably wouldn't, I mean, it, you know, it's more, uh, you know, conservative leaning than, um, you know, uh, than, than left leaning. But, I mean, uh, but if, that if, one... it, if it's, if it's comedic though, like Veep is the one yeah. that's really funny. Veep is really funny. It's political, but it's negative on both sides because they knew they had to play it that way. So exactly. I do appreciate shows like that. And, and it's a comedy. So it's not like you're going into it, just, you know, bashing, bashing one side or the other. It's, I mean, if you didn't realize on this one in the first like five minutes, you tell you could tell exactly how all the episodes are gonna be. And like I said, it's 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 a comedy. I love you know it's yeah. it's That's funny. I love, and like I said, it's look, John Goodman I'll have too. To look that, so it's, it's called Alpha House. I'll have to look that one up then. Yeah, Alpha House on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, another one going into we'll move to a disney plus is uh actually one that just got over i believe last week was shop class i heard about that one yep i i like it and it's got um i think justin long is the main uh guy on it that kind of goes through and it's funny he tells you know some jokes to the kids as you know, they're building their thing. You know, of course, they're all dad jokes. He's trying to get uh, a laugh out of them. They kind of just, uh, okay, can you leave now? Because I need to paint this wall. Uh, <laughs> but the premise is, is it's three uh, kids anywhere aging from, I think it was like 10, 11 to, you know, 12, 13, and a shop teacher. 
and nobody's, uh, you know, it's not like three kids from the same high school and it's all of them are completely random. They got the shop teacher and they have a, uh, you know, a, a different uh, thing that they have to build uh, on each episode. And it's, you know, you have a winner from each one, they move on. And then I think the last one was the finale uh, last week. So that one's cool. I just like that. Just the different, uh, you know, ways that they build things uh, on it, especially with it being a shop teacher and teaching the students um, about, it. I mean, it's not a hundred percent. Okay. This is how you screw a screw. And this is how you do this. You know, they give them helpful hints and usually the kids, um, you know, take off and run with it. And at the end, I mean, one of them, they had to build a bridge and shoot one of them. It well, I guess not really spoiler, but they, um, over 2000 pounds held up on the bridge. They ran oh, out wow. of sandbags to put on the bridge and two of them made it like that. So it's like, well, uh, both of you. And it, and that's not the only way to win it. They have uh, a couple different judges. They have a, uh, like an interior designer gal on it. They have a, uh, Oh, his name's Roman Atwood. I can't remember what his specialty is. And then the third one is always a Disney Imagineer with different aspects of what they do. Um, so it's not just, hey, your bridge held the most uh, weight on it. It's the whole design aspect of it. So so they yeah. basically take everything into consideration and then move yeah. that person. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw it and I'm like, oh, you know what, I'm going to try and watch it. But then the shows I'll talk about in a minute got me and I was stuck watching all these different shows. So I was like, great, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And then, um, I mean, the, the last one that I've really been watching is YouTube videos. I don't know why. Um, kind of get stuck down the, the, uh, the YouTube portal there. Um, but I got, you know, a couple Disney ones that I like watching. Uh, but one of them recently, which is pretty cool, and I didn't know um, how actually rare it is, was a guy was flying a helicopter. And like I said, I'm all about, you know, Disney or really like that was able to fly a helicopter over Disneyland. Usually they have a, a temporary flight restriction over it that Disney always has. So it's even though it's called temporary, it's a permanent one. Um, they always have it over the park. Well, right now there's nobody in the park. Um, so I guess a couple of his buddies told him about it. Pilot buddies told him about it. You can't sit there and because you know, he was in a helicopter, you couldn't hover you couldn't you know do laps around it you could just go right through it and that was it but that was a pretty cool video and i just uh looked at it right before and it's got i can't remember what it was like forty-three thousand views on it and it was just a couple weeks ago and this guy just all what he does is flies helicopter he's based out of la area orange county and you know went over universal or the freeways at night is pretty cool but that one i saw that and it was it was eerie seeing Disneyland in the middle of the day, and you could not see one single person there. Yeah, I know it was getting shared a lot on Facebook. I watched a little bit of it. It was really awesome. Um, yeah. Usually I'll start watching that, and then I end up uh, – I don't know if you've ever gone down this rabbit hole where you're watching YouTube for so long that you end up at the um, the men in India making the outdoor houses and pools. Um <laughs> I literally, usually my night ends up where I know why I've been watching it way too long when I see the dude taking the clay and slapping it around. And it's amazing. It's phenomenal. These guys make these, these pools. Um, Ian Riley from that's delightful. I talked to him 
uh, about that. And I was laughing because, you know, he's working from home. So he's watching a lot of videos. And I was like, that's when you know you go down the rabbit hole. You you see that. Um, yep. Some stuff that I've been binging. Um, so I binged all of Doom Patrol. Now, Doom Patrol is on the DC Universe. Its next season is slated to be on HBO Max. So it looks like I'm going to have to get HBO Max because I don't have cable. And I want to watch Rick and Morty. I can't watch Rick and Morty because I don't have cable. So I'm going to have to get HBO Max to get everything. Um, Netflix did, or Hulu did say they're going to get um, this current season after the season's over, possibly, I think. Hulu has a deal with them to get it as well. But... Doom Patrol is fantastic. Brendan Fraser is amazing. All the people in there, they basically have they have superpowers. Cyborg's the only normal superhero. Everybody else has random ones. Like um, this one girl, she basically her body melts. Like she gets into a big a big blob. But I recommend that to everyone. Um, I also recommend uh, Jojo Rabbit. I watched that finally. That movie is intense. It's super crazy. Did not expect a lot of stuff that happened in it. I'm very happy for that movie because um, it's it's a it's, it's a dark comedy, and you don't see many dark comedies anymore. And Taiko Waititi did a very good job of relaying the message, you know, that he did. So if you watch it, you'll know what I mean when I say that. Um, and then I started watching Upload, which you need to watch. Upload. Have you seen Upload yet? No, I haven't. I haven't even heard about it. So Upload is on Amazon Prime. It's from the creator of The Office, Greg Daniels. And basically the premise is um, it's in the future and you are able to upload your consciousness to basically an online platform, basically. And this guy is going to die. So they put him on this chair, they zap him and he ends up inside of this place. And it's, it's like being living in the internet and it's super phenomenal. It's, it's super awesome. I, I'm not going to say anything beyond that because there are some stuff that I'm like, wait, what? There's some twists and turns, and you know it's it's a great movie, great show. The acting is amazing. Um, I've been watching it as much as we can. We used to try to go through two episodes a night, but they're very long. That's the one thing about Amazon Prime I learned is their episodes are long because um, I've also been watching Catastrophe on Amazon uh, Prime, which is about a dude who's on a business trip, ends up getting. Um, the girl he sees there, he has a one night stand, gets her pregnant. So he has to come back from the United States to England. It's a very hilarious show. Um, uh, it's very real life esque because it just feels like really raw and like things that you would say when you see people driving down the road. Um, it's very adult. So is Doom Patrol. Uh, so is Upload. They're all very adult. So you got to make sure you watch out on that. Um, and then I'll be watching the Joker this weekend, so I'll have a review for that next weekend. Um, they had a sale on Apple for um, uh, Jojo Rabbit and Joker for ten dollars. So I was like, hey, you know what? I might as well grab those and have them in my library because I will watch Jojo Rabbit again, guaranteed. It's a very good movie. Um, now, is there anything that got released straight to video or straight to on demand that you were looking forward to to watch in the theater or were waiting to watch that you did watch? Like Onward, uh, I know Onward was fantastic. Yeah, oh, that was another one that I watched. Loved Onward. Um, like you said, Rise of Skywalker um, was another one. Once I kind of figured that we weren't going to watch it in the movie theaters, which all the other the previous two uh, we have watched in the movie theater. So, um, 
but I really can't think of on onward was the big one. And I think we will, we've watched that at least once, maybe if not twice um, on that one. I, I really like that one. Um, but actually that's, that's the only one that I could really think of. To be it's, it's, it's been tough because they're pumping everything out. And the only thing that I know that the wife's looking forward to is uh, Christopher Maloney is going to be on the first episode of the next season of Law & Order SVU to lead into his character being back and being on his show that he's starting. So, I mean, other, I, I want to watch that Bloodshot with uh, Vin Diesel. That one looks like it's supposed to be pretty good. Um, and then, um, so there's a whole deal. So did you, I don't know if you saw the article I shared about how Universal is not going to be allowed in AMC theaters or Regal theaters anymore. And, um, yeah, the whole basis is is that Universal put out a statement. The president said, you know, we may look into possibly um, releasing movies on demand and in theaters at the same time. And AMC, as well as Regal, said, you're ruining the movie-watching model. Mind you, they tried this back in the day. I remember DirecTV tried this where they had, it was a John Cusack movie that they released on demand on there as well as in the theaters. They did horrible. So I think they would have to have a pretty epic movie to do it. But what I was confused about was, is all the big universal movies got delayed. So I don't know why they would complain. You know, it's not like they're going to release the, the fast, the last fast and furious movie. I don't know why they would release it at the same time on demand as well as there. But rumor is, is they're building universal universals, making their own theaters to release their own thing. And I'm sure it has something to do with like D box. And, you know, remember we go to great America when they had days of thunder. That was a mm-hmm. universal type of thing. So maybe they're going to try and do that. But I mean, with your mo- would, would it change your mind if it was available? So let's say for you and the wife, you went to the movie and it cost you $26 and that's with the soda. Now you get it for rent at home. You rent it at home. It's 1999. Would that $6 persuade you to stay home and watch it, or would you prefer to still watch the movie theater experience? With that, I think it all depends on the type of movie. If it was something that I was really looking forward to, um, I'd probably go see it in the movie theater just to get that whole experience um, and the movie popcorn as well. You could have the soda, all the popcorn. Um, (laughs) But I mean, and the other thing is, uh, you know, you got to get with the um, with the Oscars and all the awards, you got to be in a certain number of theaters. I forgot what what it is, but I think, it, I just, think it's, a, it's a minimum of like eight theaters. It's something weird in three different markets or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So are, are they just putting it out on the theaters just to make sure that they get a. Uh, you know, the Oscar nod and check the minimum box there and then really pump the uh, the online platform. But I mean, going back to you, the, the your original question, if it's something that uh, it looks cool, uh, you know, maybe I'll see how it does the first couple weeks out, what the reviews are, what the word on the street is. Um, and then if it's, oh, you know, it's it's a decent movie. I'll probably just sit at home, rent it one night and watch it from home. And then that way, you know, that's six bucks in my pocket and I'm not out, um, out and about wasting gas, going to the movie theaters. And I could be, and if it's something that I don't like, or maybe I could pause and um, continue it on later. If something comes up, uh, you know, that's another thing 
on it as well. But if it's something that I'm really looking forward to, and I think you know has uh, has a decent running, whether it's for an, an award or uh, or anything like that, and I'll definitely go to the theater and watch it. But if it's like I said, if it's something where it's like, eh, maybe, um, like I said, I'll probably wait a couple weeks and then do the on demand. Or sometimes they even have, hey, this weekend it's instead of 19.99, it's 15 or 12.99. Right, cool, right. I'll, I'll do that. Um, Which I, th- I think it's going to be hard to do that coming soon because, I mean, I do know co- companies, they shelve projects, they slow things down. Um, we are going to have an abundance of movies coming out because everything is on hold. Um, mm-hmm. But like with TV shows right now, I've I've heard rumors that some places are going back to filming. Some places didn't really stop filming technically because if there's a certain type of production that doesn't need to stop. But most have stopped and anything Disney is kind of still on hold. You know, even though they're opening Shanghai Disney next week, they are still limiting the, the the production of different kinds of shows. Which, I mean, they said it put all all the Marvel ones for Disney Plus got put on hold. Um, but what I've heard is now what they're doing is is their animation stuff doesn't get put on hold because their animation stuff is can be done from anywhere. And I'm a friends on Facebook with the person who works on the graphic design for Pixar, and he's still going into work. It's a skeleton cruise, but it's the people working on the stuff. So, you know, certain things are going to be coming out. Rumor is, I believe is a Nick Fury um, show coming. It's like a cartoon. They're going to take pieces from different cartoons and make it work somehow. So Disney plus does have a lineup. Um, the one thing I do find interesting is, I don't know, like you, our podcast has been off for about a month, but with this quarantine thing, what I've noticed really funny is, me and, me and Tim are recording via Skype right now. If you look at our Instagram, I already posted uh, that Tim was recording with us. But people are having to say, even because with a lot of these people that have better technology, people are buying the – so I'll have my equipment. Tim will have his equipment if we were doing this full time as a job. And basically, Tim would sell me, send me the file. I would put it together. It sounds like we're in the same room even though we recorded separate. And what's happening is they're having to explain before the podcast, this was recorded um, in our own separate houses. And I'm just kind of like, okay, so I want to know how that's going to affect production of all kinds because people are so afraid to get, to get shamed. You know, even if an area says you guys are safe to go back to do it, who knows what we're going to get. I really want to look forward to uh, the Falcon, the winter soldier, because I've, I've seen the the pictures. I've seen everything. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? What's uh, the Falcon's real name? Um, mm, I can't remember his name, but he is my favorite. When he becomes Captain America in the comics, he's my favorite Captain America of all time. Um, and then you also got to think how many movies like we're going to be, we're going to have like five blockbusters besides the fact that John Wick, the new one got postponed to the next year. So we're not going to have Keanu Reeves day anymore because the matrix and John Wick were supposed to come out on the same day. But you got to think. So we, when it comes back, we have to have the Fast and the Furious movie. We have the Black Widow movie. We have the Wonder Woman movie. Um, and I'm trying to think. There's like three or four more that were like, oh, we're getting posted. Oh, we have James Bond. I mean, I'm even forgetting about some of them because the ads on TV are all about don't spread coronavirus. So I don't see any ads for any shows. So hmm. that's kind of hindering my ability to find something new. Um I'm just trying to go through now. I'm going through Amazon Prime and searching for stuff. Netflix, like you said, just trying to find random stuff. Um, Love is Blind is one that I started watching, but I got off of it because it's just such a long episode. Um, 
Uh, one that I didn't tell you about, I'm telling everybody about, I'm caught up fully on uh, Motherland. Uh, it's the Salem uh, Witch Show. Um, I can't remember the full name of it. It's Motherland something. And it's amazing. It's basically the premises is the witches have been helping us since uh, the Civil War fight battles. And they're on our side in the United States. It's a very cool show. Very CW-ish. So you get that CW feel to it. So it's great. Um, but I can't think of anything. I don't know what I'm looking forward to because there's nothing else going to come out. Um, I think the 911 show. Do you watch that 911 show on Fox? No. Uh, I, I see all the, the uh, ads for it, but I've never seen it. So they have the regular one, and then they have the one that's in Austin. Well, I think they're going to bring the Austin one back to finish off. So they're actually, I think Fox has a lot of pro- product to cover stuff. Um, my only hope is this might help some shows that were on the cusp or maybe shows that were probably going to get canceled or they were going to have a mid-season premiere. They're going to save them until a later date so they can get more stuff out of them. So, I mean, it's a difficult time. There's not much entertainment. Um, I know the gaming community, uh, we should talk about that next. Um, the gaming community is is probably the only thing that's kind of keeping me going because um, I'm going to have a, some guests on probably this weekend. I made some friends in this this Facebook group called Binge Mode. And Binge Mode's a podcast I listen to. talks about Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, popular culture, stuff like that. Well, we, there's a group called Binge Mode Animal Crossing. And basically, they all talk about the game Animal Crossing. And it's addictive. All you're doing is you're a, a little character walking around an island, harvesting fruit, building stuff, just having fun. It's really cool experience. But that might all go to the wayside because of the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Because did you watch the trailer for that, Timothy? I have not. It is super epic. Um, it brings this aspect of fighting in a group. The rumor is you're going to be able to control your army with you. So it's not going to be just like you. So the previous Assassin's Creed game, they had one where you could whistle and call in assassins to help you fight your battle. Um, uh, it follows um, my favorite show, which a new season just dropped a couple weeks ago, The Last Kingdom with Uhtred from Bedenburg. It's uh, I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. I love that show so much. But um, it follows King Alfred, who is in that show. So I'm super excited because I know like a little bit of history about this King Alfred now because I was an idiot. Whatever you do, if you watch Last Kingdom, do not Google King Alfred or Uhtred. Don't Google any of them because they're real people and you will find out how the show ends if you do go like on Wikipedia or any kind of uh, historical website. So I warn people about that. But um, I mean, is there any show that you wish we could have besides Kenobi? Besides Kenobi, is there anything you wish that you could possibly have coming out now or you wish there was something you could hold you over? Because I know they tried that Parks and Rec thingy where they did a little reunion special. It was 100% fan service. It was 100% perfect in my eyes. Um, and I'm friend, I follow um, the guy who plays Jerry on the show, and he explained the process, and it was a real cool process about how they socially distanced and did everything properly. But... Do you wish there was a show coming out now that was already done that could like fill a little bit of the time or are you finding yourself, you get a little bit bored and all of a sudden you find that gem and then all of a sudden you're binge watching that and that holds you over for a week. I'd I'd have to go with the latter on that. Um, And a perfect example of that was uh, when Tiger King came came out. Um, I know you guys already did an episode on that, but 
I, scrolling through Netflix, oh man, what's going on? Of course, that was kind of right in the middle of you know starting the the lockdown or you know becoming more uh, you know social distancing and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and I I think I watched that and um, you know like you were saying I'm still going to work like two or three nights and what yep. there was like six or seven episodes on it yep. and they're not half hour episodes. Um, you know, I'd watch two, two or three a night, right, right there. I mean, just sit upstairs and just watch it. Wife's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, well, no, you, you would not like this. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a perfect one right there. But that was only for a couple days. Um, and if I found it on the weekend, it would be a one day or one day or yeah. Um, in, I mean, it's kind of. I'm not really, you know hoping for anything to come out. I'm sure there is. Um, like you were saying with the movies, I, you know, I think 2021 and 2022 is just going to be crazy with movies, everything that was supposed to come out um, this year or post-production or, hey, we just got to, you know, button up some edges here, but we're not going to release the movie theaters because nobody's going to go see them. So, right. you know, they got, you know, those movie studios got a lot of, on their hands logistically on how to, release them and you got a lot of big studios where okay hey we got to figure out this release schedule but not conflict with you know any of disney's release schedules and everything that they got on their docket and you know i mean you only got 52 weeks out of the year so you got to choose them wisely it's going to be painful um i do know that um i think one thing that's going to hinder everything is how positive Disney was about Onward doing as well as it did on Disney Plus, and I'm assuming they tracked how many people signed up for Disney Plus just to to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it comes to watching stuff, have you been looking more at the top ten on Netflix to see what to watch? I find myself drawn to the top ten now to see, oh, what would you think I would like? Oh, it's in the top ten. I think I'm going to watch this. Uh, that is one of the areas that I go on to make sure you know a couple different areas hey you might like this because you watch this uh you know line uh like you said the top 10 um and then just uh you know kind of just going down and seeing hey what's new in the action section or what's new in the and granted it's not new because it's just released um but there might there might be something on there oh man i haven't seen this in five seven years put it on my list and watch it over the weekend or you know, kind of start watching it and you have that luxury of pausing it and coming back to it and not, okay, I have to remember where I'm at, eject the DVD, put the DVD back in, fast forward it to that spot. It's just a, you know, pause and then come back and press play and boom, it pick, picks up. Um, and that's, that's the one thing I had. I didn't know this. So I ordered, um, I was a backer for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So <laughs> I, I got, I ordered the DVD before they finished filming. So that way I could get it. And, um, the one thing I really enjoy about DVDs now, like I have a DVD collection behind me of stuff that I picked up from when Hollywood Video closed, when Blockbuster closed. I bought a bunch of their Blu-rays. Um, but uh, they actually do this thing where the digital copy can be redeemed via Apple, Vudu, or Google Play. And I'm like, that's so awesome because it, it basically I can have it on my TV now permanently. And for those of you that don't know... Um, I don't know how often they do it now, but let's say, for instance, you have a regular TV. We were talking about our TV before we came on and recorded. If you were like, you know what, I don't care about uh, HD, whoa, 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 because there's this cool thing with Apple. I know Apple does it. 
if you buy anything in HD and your TV is not capable of 4K, they're like, okay, whatever, it's HD still. If you get a 4K TV, it automatically upgrades it to 4K. So you're you're not buying a one version and have to upgrade to the 4K. It automatically upscales it to 4K, which, mind you, I love having a 4K TV now. It's super vivid. Um, it's insane. And the TV is probably too big in my living room. Tim, when you come and see it, you'll be like, what the heck? Um, but I wanted a flat screen over the fireplace like everyone has, so I got it. But I do enjoy the movie experience in the theater we were talking about earlier. Um, like a Star Wars movie, I feel like you have to see it. Especially, so Tim, you've been to Disney. Um, we actually went when they had the first, the Marvel thing was opening in that roundabout thingy a long time ago. That was like, what, 2013, 2014? Um, yeah. We went then, but... So you've seen the the Path of the Jedi, right? When they have the the film thingy there at the, yes. the part. Yes. Well, yep. just feeling the the lights flying over you and the mid everything built, just that feeling makes that much more for the movie. So I feel like the movie industry is going to take a hit. I do, but I think they're going because the movie theaters have been evolving so much. Like you've seen, we have Galaxy Theaters by us up north, and the D box tickets are like 20 something dollars a piece. If you want the best tick the best box ones, I think they're almost uh 40. They're like 30 something dollars a piece. Full experience, full everything moves, all that stuff. So I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more of, you know, uh focus on just the movie going experience. I know Regal has started putting this reclining seats in with the assigned seating, which I think that's the best thing ever. There's no crowds. You're not freaking out. You're not rushing out the door. You can plan your dinner. You can plan your movie. You're not. It just. It, I think it's a great concept. It's super mellow, and I like that. And I think theaters have been preparing for a day like this because I know it's going to suck. They're going to have to socially distance people in the theaters, but they're going to have to start making money somehow. So. I'm looking forward to the Fast Nine because John Cena is supposedly in it, and it's supposed to be insane. Um, he plays Vin Diesel's brother in it, um, and the rumor is there is going to be another Hobbs and Shaw probably. And I think this is going to be a kind of a reverse. When the writer strike happened, I remember there was no good TV for like a year. I think this is going to be the reverse thingy of it, where there's going to be so much TV and movies and stuff coming out because all people have is time to write. They're they're focusing on their their craft and they're doing this and doing that. You know that's why for those of you that wonder why it took a month, I wanted to create an aspect where Tim sounds really good through Skype, but I didn't know what to use. I can't afford to pay for Zoom because Zoom charges, and you know I, we we record an hour long podcast and I want to make sure it's as best as it can be for the situation. And I think that's what a lot of these writers are going to be doing. Look, it sucks I was at home, but guess what? How many how much stuff's going to come out of this quarantine? People are like, this was my life during quarantine and they have so much to, to work with. So um, I'm not one of those people. I don't know if you are Tim that I've heard people complaining, like I can't watch these shows because they're out and about with their friends and walking around. And I'm like, wait, what? It's a TV show. Come on. But I do get it. People are starting to get antsy. People are starting to get uh, claustrophobic. People are not understanding what's going on because how come Walmart can be open selling jewelry, but a jewelry store can't be open selling jewelry. Don't get it. We're not going to get into it. I'm not like that, but I get frustrations and it adds to everything. And now our outlet, you know, I love TV. I love shows. I love cinematic stuff. Um, I've started getting into uh, Tim. I won't know what this is, but they have these novelizations where they take comic book series. And um, this one on one is called saga and it's alien. It's kind of like star Wars, but it's a little more graphic and vulgar, 
but it comes in they do 18 uh, 18 comic runs and then they stop and then they do 18 more and then they stop and they do 18 more and they're thick but what they do is they hardbound them when they finish the run so you can get them in individual comics or a big thick book or a hard book so i got the hardcover it's 18 episodes 18 um they call it chapters but it's 18 issues so literally people can be just doing that like just in, engulfing themselves in that kind of stuff and i know a lot of people don't have that outlet they don't like comics uh comics are not being printed right now i know that a lot of places have stopped printing comics because the comic book stores can't sell them not many people get them direct anymore so there's a lot of stuff running out but i'm hopeful um i saw that they're going to be possibly doing a uh, um what was the one i uh demolition man 2 which I was like, man, Sylvester Stallone's still at it. Come on, man. Um, He's gonna do it till he gets to the grave. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, and, and I'm not surprised that there hasn't been, you know, an Expendables five, six, and seven already. Well, there's a reason behind that. Remember, we talked about it. The Terry Crews incident has kind of put the kibosh on the Expendables for the time being, because he was basically groped by somebody, and then they told him if he was quiet that he could be in the next movie, and he was like, what? And so there's some issues with that, but I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. they, they also said that like, he's not going to be in the next um, uh, Rocky, Rocky movie. Green. That's the rumor. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, so how are you, so aside from TV, are you killing your, to end the podcast, are you killing your time anyway, besides uh, watching TV or, you know, doing anything else, playing some games on your phone? Well, like you were saying, uh, with the video games coming out, got Modern uh, Warfare, their new one. So been been doing that, uh, which, you know, I, I go back and forth between that. And to be honest, uh, a golf uh, golf game on the PlayStation 4 that I don't know. It's just I guess it's just relaxing um, <laughs> and I can play it at my own pace. And if anything happens, I'm not yelling at another teammate or I shot that guy. 10 times in the head and he shoots me twice and I die. It's like, Oh, you, you know, you slice it into the lake. That's on you, you bud. You get frustrated. Well, so here's a funny story. We'll tell this to end the podcast about the, the, when me and Tim first started playing online, uh, Tim's colorblind. So, um, we were playing and this is prior now. Um, call of duty has a colorblind function and I'm talking to Tim over the headset and I see Tim, and he's shooting me over and over and over again. And Tim ends up getting killed, and I get three kills off of it because guys are running through to kill Tim. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I'm colorblind. I can't tell who's who. And I'm like, oh. So that's kind of a funny story, you know, having fun. Um, do you like that new Modern Warfare, the, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, Warzone? Warzone? No, Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, the Warzone. Yeah. Uh, actually, I haven't really played it that much. All those big maps, and I mean, that one really reminds me of like an Apex Legends or uh, Fortnite. Well, it's a, it's because, a like, Fortnite, it's a Fortnite yeah. wannabe. It's yeah, because you parachute and you choose, you know, a lot of different, um, uh, I guess, little mini missions that you do um, that you can do on it. Hey, get as much money, and then you got to send it up. Too much going on. To be honest, I just want to uh, shoot them up, kill them. Hey. There's a bad guy, shoot him, team aspect, free-for-all, whatnot. Um, all the big maps, even I tried to get into, um, like, Battlefield because I heard that was more realistic than Call of Duty. Uh -huh. And maybe maybe it is, but I'm so used to Call of Duty. I mean, shoot, we were playing Call of Duty on years ago. I mean, you know, when it was free to play online. Right. Um, 
And I'm so used to that, that even if the battlefield is more realistic, I just couldn't get it. People were killing me and I couldn't kill anyone because you can't put the the crosshairs on the guy's head. You actually have to aim above him, and the trajectory of the bullet comes yes. down. So I, just... I I played it online, Battlefield One, the World War One one, and it was the most difficult game I've ever tried to play a multiplayer. Um, I did like it. I have one of the Modern Warfare's on here, but you know me. As soon as I I'll play Modern Warfare for a little bit, but if I'm out here in the bar playing, MLB the Show is just that's what I'm playing, and I buy it every other year. So I have. Uh, 16 and 19 on there right now. I think, no, 17 and 19. So I got to get 21 next year, but I can play that for hours. I, when I, on my last character, I was, I did, I did Road to the Show. I did 10 MLB seasons with my Road to the Show character. And well, I was you like, were always into the MLB the Show. I mean, I remember that when it first came it, out. You always have. And I'm sad it's not going to be exclusive anymore to PlayStation starting next year. Uh, yeah. Well, that's probably with everyone now with the clock for the cross platforms and everything going on with that. It's going to be, it's going to be tough because you're always going to get the guys. Oh, well, I like him. I'll be the show, but I can't play it. Cause I have Xbox and vice versa with something on Xbox. Well, and the funny part for those who don't know, no, the actual problem with it was, um, Sony apparently was gouging Xbox to have the Blue play, Blu-ray player put on the Xbox because pl- Sony owns the rights to the Blu-ray player. That's their technology. So, you know, I think that's kind of put the kibosh on that. So they're kind of being friendly now. So I'm happy. But, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to what's to come after this quarantine. I know our area is starting to open up. Um, a couple of restaurants I've heard are going to be opening up by May 15th and up here. Um so it's going to be kind of fun. I know where Tim's at, it's a little more hairy because they got a lot more uh, issues down there. Um, yeah. Those we're, green, we're, those green we're horns sc- can't stay uh, out of trouble. Joe, <laughs> we're scratching uh, within the past two days. It's been over, uh, you know, 100 new confirmed cases and scratching at the uh, at the door of 1,000 down here. And the, the sad thing is, is, um, I mean, Kern County, the county south of us, has a lot more confirmed cases, but not as many confirmed uh, deaths as we do. So right. that's, the, that's the sad part. And, I mean, the funny thing, I guess I shouldn't say funny thing, but the thing about it is, is one of the hospitals in Tulare County was one of the first ones to start testing for it. Not the first one, but on that first wave of testing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a lot more Confirmed, confirmed cases, cases correct. And cases because, well, yeah, because we were one of the first ones. Um, but like I said, the the number that I don't like is the confirmed deaths. Like I said, yeah. county south of us has almost 500 more cases, but I think like 20 less deaths. So, yeah. but the nice thing about up here, um, golf course that I'm a member at just opened up this past weekend. Of course, all the social distancing and everything in effect. Right. Um, they had the pool, the pool noodle in the hole, which I am not a fan of. I'd rather have the raised cup, or um, I've seen Wait, a couple so they're, different. They're, they're couple not even raising the cup. Nope, it's a pool noodle with the flag down the middle of it. Because you got the hole in the middle of the pool noodle, so they cut it about an inch or two below the cup, so your ball does go into the hole, but it doesn't go in all the way. And you're supposed to take it out with your finger um, and thumb. Don't touch the flag. Um, but oh, okay. to, so that's in uh, 
Porterville, but in Tulare, they have the raised cup, which I like that because that means if it hits the cup, it's in. So if I'm 20 feet away and I just blast it and it nicks it, it counts. <laughs> so, Tim, but they're starting. Tim, I mean, Tim's I'll, got a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know a lot of them up here, especially the golf courses and just ones that I'm, um, you know, on the email list on. Uh, on the coast and up in Fresno, Madera County are starting to open. I mean, stuff's slowly starting to open, especially more outdoorsy stuff. Um, Lakes up here are kind of starting to open or at least letting um, people on the shore fish uh, as long as, you know, you're being safe and everything uh, about it. But that's my my goal this weekend is going dock fishing this weekend. So nice. We know someone has a dock on the Delta. So we're going to try and go fishing this weekend. So it should be fun. But, yeah. but so we want everyone to be safe. Um, we want everyone to be careful. Don't, if, 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 you know, things are going to be changing. And I feel like for those of you that are still worried about going out, you can still quarantine yourself. There, there's no business that can force you to go back to work because you're afraid. So if you do feel afraid, don't go back to work. Um, I work, I am essential and I work in a high risk industry. Uh, Tim's not as high risk, but technically he can be high risk because his industry can have people he doesn't know have it. So everyone technically that's essential is in a high risk industry because you're still working. So um, we want everyone to be safe. Um, we're, 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 we're here for you guys. We're going to, I'm going to try and do this maybe even more than once a week. I got some friends on the weekend that might want to do it. I'm going to try and get Tim on here as much as possible. I'm going to get Arnaldo back on Arnaldo, uh, <laughs> uh, has been gone for a little while. Uh, have him come on and talk about stuff that going on. Um, but, uh, uh, make sure you go to all of our platforms, facebook.com slash FOMO Twitter, FOMO underscore cast and FOMO podcast on Instagram, uh, for the FOMO cast. I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time.